When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go to the getmyphoenix.com guest line. Brendan Glashine covers the NBA for the Action Network, but also up in Patriots territory right now. There's a lot of people that are on the Patriots heading into this game. Do they have a shot? Do you like the Patriots to cover against the Bills? Uh, well, Nick, welcome to the program. I heard Thank you. your first night with the crew. So welcome and good to talk to you guys again, Ryan and Trista. I, I stayed away from a side on this game. I decided to go to the under 44 points. I'm trusting Bill Belichick to keep this low scoring, get the defense back on track after letting Kirk Cousins carve them apart on Thursday night last week. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I trust me, I, I made the play on under 44 and I kept thinking back to wild card weekend in January when the Bills <laughs> never had to punt the football. But uh, riding the under, I didn't feel very good when the line moved from five and a half as an opening line to three and a half. That stunk on, on both ways because, as we know, the, the Bills have trouble in these one score games. Meanwhile, the Patriots, I'm not so sure last week was what they really are offensively. Brendan, uh, I'm going to start things off because Chris Middleton is expected to make a season debut on Friday. We haven't seen him. We didn't see him in the postseason last year. The Bucs are still sitting there plus 500, uh, plus 225 to rep the East. The Celtics, obviously the favorites, plus 375 to win the finals. What are your thoughts on Milwaukee now that they're finally getting Chris Middleton back? They got Pat Connaughton back, and I still think they make a move. I just don't know who it's going to be if it's not going to be Crowder at the deadline. Yeah, well, having Middleton back, I thought his absence in the playoffs, particularly against Boston in the East semis, was was glaring. And the fact that Giannis and company kept that series close, I think, is a compliment to Giannis and what his game's all about, elevating others, making others around him better, putting role players in situations to succeed. You know, having him back, and I was just looking, I noticed that the ticker here on the side, I couldn't believe it. Brooke Lopez is the front runner to win defensive player of the year. He's He's been a block machine. Mm -hmm. Giannis is in. I've said this now for a while. I think Giannis belongs in that category as LeBron in terms of, okay, his name's going to be up there for MVP now every year. And as we know with the MVP award, it's very subjective, no matter what league you're talking about. If you're in the discussion every year, you get kind of boring. You're not the shiny new toy. You're just expected to be there. So there's no surprise that Giannis is in the discussion with Tatum and Luka. So I wonder, do those two players take a slight hit in their production to try and work Middleton back? If anything, it might be smarter to wait on those two players for those respective awards. But yeah, I mean, this is a huge help for Milwaukee. It bolsters their depth and the way Boston's playing right now. You need everything possible, especially a knockdown shooter, to take down that team, which is on pace to maybe be 
the best offensive basketball team ever. Like that, that is legitimate. That is a legitimate argument about the way the Celtics are playing right now on offense. Yeah, you're right. Offensively, the difference between them and the number two slot is the same between two and I think 13 or 16 like that Mm -hmm. in terms of the offensive rating. So them between everyone else is just absolutely insane. We were talking about the Mavericks earlier, Brendan, and they're losing right now to the Detroit Pistons 66 to 60. Uh, This team is a mess, it feels like. They're asking Hmm. Jason Kidd after every game, like, what's up with your rotations? Why is Dwight Powell starting over Christian Wood? Why is JaVale McGee starting over Christian Wood? They even had Nico Harrison on, the GM, on one of our Odyssey stations, and they asked, like, hey, is Jason Kidd playing mind games with C. Wood? What are your thoughts? Uh, He obviously said no. Uh, What are your thoughts just in terms of what you're seeing so far? Because it feels like Luka has to be Superman for this team even to be competitive. You hit hit the nail on the head. It's very Luka-centric. My partner in crime over at Action, who covers the NBA, Matt Moore, he he calls it Luca Ball, and it's very reminiscent of what James Harden had to oh, do in yeah. Houston. What did I but say? It, Sorry, it's I, all built around Luca to play hero ball, get out of the way. They played a slow pace, and Luca, we're going to let you dribble, 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 and hope you come up with something good. And he's very good at doing that. But we're asking the question about the team and how they can prevail. I don't think Kemba Walker as a signing uh, moves the needle all that much. <laughs> But their moves, um, I love the wood pickup in the offseason. I thought it made a lot of sense. It still feels like, though, Jason Kidd's Achilles heel is, okay, we're just going to let Luka do his thing. Now, look, they've been great at home. They got a nice win the other night against Golden State. Of course, Golden State, as you folks know, very public team. They're a hard team to go against. They had just started to turn it around, beating their opponents by double digits. They had started winning more games. And you know how it goes with a lot of these really good teams, especially a team like Golden State. It happens a lot in the NBA. There are nights where the team just decides not to show up. Now, they showed up that night. It was a competitive game. Didn't surprise me that Golden State arrived for a big spot like that. But Luka's that good, and the pieces in in Golden State, I think their primary pieces are getting a little older now. We're playing those big minutes. When you play in the finals, as long as they've had, it catches up. But, yeah, I mean, with the Mavs, I love the Dinwiddie pickup last year, but it still feels like they're missing a a key number two to at least – change up their scheme offensively. And, and to Luca's credit, he puts his head down and still gets buckets. And I, I don't know if it's very sustainable. They're going to be a threat. If you, they're probably a team you don't want to play in a play-in, which is what they're they're hoping for, I think, at this stage, based on their placement right now in the West, in the West standings and the West play-in tournament. But um, they're a team to me that feels like they're going to have to make some sort of move to alleviate some of the the workload yeah that's what I was gonna say is like where do you think they finish as we're just a quarter way through the season and like do they have anything even in terms of pieces to make a move yeah it's a good question right I mean they're 10 and 10 they're the 11 spot right now in the west it's funny when you guys first had me on we were talking about the Timberwolves and they'd get their act together there are a lot of teams like that in the West. I feel like, all right, this team going to figure it out. Is there anyone really viable in the West? And that's why I won't write off Golden State because I don't feel anyone in the West has taken enough control of the conference for me to think otherwise, for me to think that they can't um, they can't make a move. Again, they went out and got Kemba Walker. That's how desperate they are to sign a guy who has banged up knees, has had issues staying on the floor. I, again, I don't think that moves the needle all that much. I don't have the contracts in front of me, but I, Dinwiddie's making over $20 million a year. I think he's someone you want to hold on to. Maybe they change their mind on Wood. There are younger players like Kleba. Um, 
Uh, they don't have they don't really have much there in terms of young guys. Um, look, they lost a little bit in the free agent market. Jalen Brunson being the big piece, and he got he got paid by the Knicks. So I think you put me, you, you kind of trapped me there, Trista. I don't know if they have enough there to make a make a significant <laughs> move. It kind of feels like this is it, but they can get creative. Maybe they dump some salary here. But it feels like if they're going to make if they want to bring somebody in, they're going to have to subtract someone of pretty substantial value that's helped them to a 500 record at this point. Talking to Brendan Glashine, yeah, it's it's interesting. The Mavs are a, a team that has a lot riding on it in terms of just like the NBA futures market too because Luka is the favorite to an MVP. He was the favorite coming into yeah. the season. But if this team hovers around 500 the entire year, I mean, one of the things you need to actually do to win that award is be on a winning team. Now, if he averages a triple-double and they're like a six seed, I mean... We saw that with Russell Westbrook, and he's kind of been the next guy up in Luka, so maybe that happens. But if this team continues to sit where they are, and he also gets worn down, he's already talked about being worn down early this year, could we start to see him fall out of that lead with Jason Tatum starting to climb a little bit? Yeah, and Tatum had been, well, folks around in, in this part of the area were like, all right, Tatum's been awesome, but they're playing him a ton of minutes. But I give Boston credit because they're trying to build a lead, and they've got a team in Milwaukee, who we already talked about, that's right behind them in the standings, getting home court, which the Celtics proved wasn't all that important. They went to Milwaukee and won. They went to Miami and won a game seven to go to the NBA finals. They flip-flopped games. I think Golden State proved home court does matter quite a bit when you play that team in the NBA finals. But to your point about, about Dallas, it's sort this this award is it's very narrative-driven. It's also very motivation-driven. I think the year Russ won it was the first year without Durant, so that was a sexy pick for a lot of folks. But no question, you've got to be in at the very minimum the top five of your league or your conference never mind the league overall but you've got to be in the top half of your conference and what i fear is as we've discussed it's very luka driven god forbid something happens to him on the injury front that i don't know how good they would be or how i kind of have a theory of how bad they might be without him but how good i don't think they could hold the fourth down with him being out of the lineup so it's a good point i don't know how much they can afford to do maintenance days with the two other players in line with him, odds-wise, Tatum and Giannis, well, Middleton's coming back for the Bucks, So you'd figure with Holiday, the way Lopez is playing on defense, their role players have all ascended. If Middleton can come back for, say, 10 games or so, get his feet wet, you can give Giannis maintenance days. And Boston's already proven they can give Tatum the night off and still win games by 40. And then we'll give Jalen Brown the night off and we'll be just fine. So the Mavs don't have that luxury you might want to wait, honestly, on, on the Mavs because say it does go downward a little bit, maybe you get a better number, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I just I don't think they can afford to have him out of the lineup because I'm not sure what that would look like. Brendan, one guy that never really gets the respect, you know, it was at first he couldn't make an All Star team. Now we're past that. But Devin Booker, his odds went from 45 to one all the way down to 25 to one. Do you think now's a good time to buy in? And would you do so? I mean, Great you look question. at his numbers, man. Second player over the last 25 years with 50 points on 80% shooting, 51 <laughs> wow. points. They've won six straight games. But, I mean, I mean, obviously we didn't miss the number. It's still 25-1. to 1. But what are your thoughts on Devin Booker, you know, being the same price as John Morant and Donovan Mitchell? Do you think that's worth a play moving forward? Yeah, I think we're at a point now, too, speaking of guys that aren't at the same point they were a few years ago to carry their – respective franchise like Chris Paul is I think was an important player for that team to learn how to win not necessarily in the biggest spots but to win a lot of regular season games and Aiton's been outspoken early in the year about how he felt about coming back so you got to give Booker a lot of credit for keeping the train on the tracks in Phoenix and like you mentioned 
they've won. They're on a nice little wing streak. They're 15 and six. Denver's the only team threatening, but I don't think Jokic is in that same. He's not having the same caliber year he's had in the past. I think it's a it's a great look with with the with the with the Phoenix Suns. Like I said before, this is very much like the NFL. If you look back, just I'm using the NFL as an example. It's very much like the NBA. To win the MVP, you've got to be a one or two seed in your respective conference, and you've got to be at the top of the league in scoring. And I think this year more than ever, they've had to lean on Booker to be a go-to guy because I think to ask the Suns supporting cast, and I put Paul in that category because as he gets older, it's unfair to ask him to continue to carry that burden you're going to have to be the guy on every given night to turn to. And I think Booker, it's worked out really well because as Paul's gotten older, he's sort of handing the keys over to Devin Booker. So no question worth a look at this point. We're more than a quarter of the way through the year. Mm -hmm. So we don't necessarily know, and load load management and injuries are a big part of this, but we don't know for sure entirely what this team is fully made of, or all teams are fully made of. But I think we can say Phoenix has put those demons behind them when they lost by 50 in the conference semis to the Dallas Mavericks. And they're going to need Devin Booker to have a big, big last three quarters of the year. So yeah, that, that and I mean, I would guess if they keep winning that, that number ain't going to stay where it is. Yeah. I like that a lot. Another one that I wanted you to get your thoughts on very quickly. Uh, Paolo, some, for some reason, even though he's just coming back from a high ankle sprain, still minus 400. I know the price has gotten a lot worse, but I've been pumping Benedict Matherin's tires pretty much since he got into the league. He's plus 250, even though he's coming off the bench. Uh, what are your thoughts on just like where the value is? Do you like anyone else besides him? You know, what would you do? Mm. Well, what's going on in Sacramento? I wouldn't touch Keegan Murray because there's yeah. just a lot of good. There's a, Sacramento's been a fun team in the league this year. One of the really good stories. Mike Brown's done a really nice job with. There was a clip the other night. He was coaching someone in between a TV timeout. He was making them understand how to take a charge. And I just thought, like, all right, Mike Brown's got this group bought in, but it's a real collective effort there. And there are just too many other guys that need the ball from Murray, Jade Nivey with Cunningham. I think they're, they're, they're button heads a bit, not button heads, but just the, they, they get in each other's way to, to have this, the spotlight. But Pan Carroll looks like an NBA, like he looked like an NBA player, I thought, at Duke. But when you play with so many All Americans and so many top, first round picks at Duke, you can't, and with Coach K, of course, final season, there was a lot of narratives with that Duke team last year. Bancaro, we found out right away, has an NBA game, NBA build. They run it through him. He's a passer. He can rebound. He impacts the game off the ball, especially. So I'm a big fan of Bancaro. I don't think there's much there elsewhere.